Hi there and welcome back to Building Better Basketball. I'm Neil Gray, Community Coach and Volunteer Development Manager for Basketball Australia. I'm really pleased today to welcome along Cam Tradell for the episode. You might have seen Cam's name in the newspaper a little bit over the last few weeks as he's the Director of Coaching and Officiating at Sport Australia and he's responsible for developing the strategy and plan to nationalise and implement the modern approach to coaching and officiating. I'm really looking forward to diving into all the new support Cam has worked on to create quality environments to provide safe, fun, inclusive and memorable sporting experiences. I've been lucky enough to know Cam for nearly a decade now as we worked closely together in cricket when Cam was the National Field Force Trainer at Cricket Australia before he got his teeth stuck into a series of participation, growth and coaching roles with Rugby Australia before finding his way to Sport Australia a couple of years ago. It's great to have you here with us today, Cam, and I can't wait to get stuck into a few of these questions. Really appreciate you having us, Neil. Thanks very much. Rugby Australia, Cricket Australia, and now Sport Australia, you've seen plenty of community coaches, Cam, across different sports, different states, different countries as well. What are some of the most important things coaches at that level need to be able to do, in your opinion? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, Neil, the reason community coaching is so uh, critical and, um, and valuable is because of the role that community coaches play. And, and they're really the core, the first, the first stop shop, if you like, for people to engage in sport. So if I said, uh, what do they need to be able to do at that level? Uh, first of all, I think recognise the, the, the role that they play and, and really celebrate the fact that they play an important and integral role in uh, not just someone's you know, journey in, in sport, but also in their own personal growth. So I think really, really embrace the fact that they're, that they're taking on a role that uh, will, will really help develop and grow uh, people uh, holistically. So I think, first of all, um, recognize that upfront. Don't just recognize um, that you're that you're trying to to win a competition. It's it's much bigger than that. It's much broader. So I'd say first of all, recognize the role that you play and and celebrate that. I think that's the number one. I think after that is understand uh, you understand your participants and their motivations, and look look for ways that you can adapt and. Um, and innovate your training sessions and your coaching sessions and even in competition to then focus on servicing multiple people with multiple motivations in your group. And, and that's, the, that's the real difference, I think, uh, Neil, between delivering sport and coaching sport. I think there's a, there's a real nuance to, um, you know, you can, you can get caught having your, your, your ideas and your plans in your, in your head about what to, what to coach uh, in your sport before you know who the people are in front of you. And I think that's where we, we sort of fundamentally need to, um, to embed this, this new approach is that we need to focus on how to coach people in the sport, not uh, deliver sport to people. And I think that that's, uh, that's probably two of the big pieces that I would say would be most important uh, uh, for me at the community level for coaches. That's a, that's a really powerful message, Cam, and we were talking about it before we started as well. And I think that 
it's not um, what you know that's going to make a difference in a coaching session. It's what the, the kids already know and then what you can add to that. Um, that's that's truly the art of coaching. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that. Interesting you say that, Neil, because sometimes they can surprise you, and that's that's the thing that I found is that that you uh, sometimes set a scenario or you, or you put a, a, put some uh, work into creating a, maybe an activity or a game, and rather than tell them the answer, sometimes they can come up with answers that you could never imagine. Uh, and uh, that are far greater or far better than, than what you sort of saw as a successful outcome. And if you can get a real understanding of what that looks like and do that, especially the initial assessment on what they can do, what they can't do and what they need to do, uh, I think that you, you're setting yourself up for success on what great sessions and great learning um, environments look like. So... We've obviously at Basketball Australia, we've obviously got a bit of a relaunch coming of our Aussie Hoops and our community coaching courses, but we're not alone. And as I said in the introduction, there's been quite a lot of uh, media about the new Sport Australia coaching resources that are coming out. Can you tell us a bit more about them, Cam, where people can go and find them? I did it myself a couple of days ago and I uh, really recommend everyone has a look at them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we're we're really blessed uh, to to have such a uh, well, an internal team at Sport Australia that is really focused on creating high quality, engaging content. So first of all, um, it's not just it's not just our coaching team. We've got multiple teams at Sport Australia that are the uh, that are really driven to to creating these high quality um, um, this high quality content. And making it freely available on the on the Australian Sport Learning Centre, um, but we've also got externals uh, who who have come together and collaborated, such as yourself, Neil, where we work with the sports to understand well what do you need, and how can we then capture the content in authentic, scenario based um, uh, pieces of content, so that when people see it, they see a real coach in real time uh, going through um, uh, their session and unpacking the way that they were able to, you know, communicate effectively, uh, group manage effectively. Um, the, the content or, the, or, or the, uh, the course that's out now, the Essential Skills course has just gone live on the, uh, on the um, site this week. Look, that's the, that's the very first part of an ongoing uh, resource bank that's coming over the next couple of months for release for coaches. And if I could put it into some sort of context, this essential skills course is really focused on um, what are your coaching considerations? I know that we've spoken of it before, is that if you're a brand new coach into uh, you know coming in and doing this for the very first time, the way that we've set the course up in um, a, a systematic or a, or a process um, into the process of coaching, of identifying who you coach first, understanding who they are, what they require, what their motivations are, do they have any special needs, do they have any requirements, um, what do they see as success in sport. 
that's key and core. So we put that up front. Um, that's associated with the safeguarding um, um, first module. The safeguarding first module is uh, done in a, in a fantastic partnership with Sport Integrity Australia and, and really hones in on creating those safe environments and, and providing coaches, not just with what's safe for the, for the participants, but also how do they protect themselves uh, in those environments? Because again, we want coaches to be informed on what is you know, modern, modern societal expectations and how do we set you up for success? This leads into um, the next module, which, which then focuses on the space, facilities and equipment. And that's where you coach. Now, now that you know who you're coaching, you're now looking at where you coach and um, what equipment you've got at your disposal. Is it appropriate? How do you utilise it? Uh, what, what does it look like? What are your plan Bs? And that's really key for a, for a coach, especially a beginner coach, to, who doesn't really know what they may be faced with. So it provides them with a little bit of insight to some of the, uh, some of the tricks or some of the, the things that you need to help you in, in how you put together a great session. Then we move into session planning, and, and that's what you, uh, what you coach. Now you know the who and the where and what you've got at your disposal. We get into the nuts and bolts of right now. I now I can start to put together a um, a plan on how I how I'm going to or what I'm going to deliver. We then link into communication, which is key and core. I see it as being uh, almost the the cornerstone of all good coaching is is communication, and that's about how you connect, um, and that's communication at all different levels to you know to to different people. Um, then it moves into um, stakeholder engagement, and that's how you organise. So, do you need additional coaches? Have you got someone with special needs uh, or who lives with a disability that may need additional help, service, or access? Um, so that becomes a key and core one to help you um, with regards to the next one, which is group management, which is how you deliver. And uh, this module becomes really important: is that now you have all the information above. Now you're into the delivery phase. And a lot of the time coaches are thrust into the deep end and, and they're delivering first and then planning second. Well, we're pro providing a process up front so that people understand that this is how that they can uh, put together the greatest sessions. And then we move on to what I believe to be the key, the cornerstone, the most important of all of the modules. And that is self-reflection and assessment. And this is how you improve. And this is going through all of the steps above to ensure that you can optimise for the group and the athletes, the participants, the players, the teams in front of you, as well as your stakeholders, um, your volunteer support and so on. And if you think about it, Neil, with those steps in place, um, that is pertinent to all levels of coaching. Uh, and and you, could, you can get a lot out of that. So... I would say that if you're a beginner coach, you'll take a lot out of it from that perspective is there's a lot of information there that will really set you up for success. But if you're a coach that's been coaching for a long time, it's a great way for you to step back into just going through the steps again to, to sort of modernise your, your, your view or your look on what good coaching looks like. Um, so that uh, that is already live. We've got a series of 
webinars and seminars that are that are coming uh, that will focus on again we'll focus on the um, seven steps of the Sport Australia um, content of the uh, essential skills that will have things such as deep dives into those modules. The next modular approach that goes on to the um, Australian Sport Learning um, Centre will be uh, deep dive modules into those seven steps. And then uh, the in the not too distant future, we'll have um, some key roles in the community around communities of practice that will support people in their community to develop others uh, in, in their community. So it gives sports who maybe not having uh, scale or ongoing learning development opportunities, that opportunity to really um, ensure that the learning and development doesn't stop at the end of the formal learning, that there's informal learning happening all the time. So um, that's just a little slice of what's coming up. Um, and it's all gonna be uh, released in the next, you know, six to eight months time where we'll be um, just over periods of time, we'll be dropping more information, more content and, uh, and more modules, learning modules. Yeah, so I think from a, for anyone that's listening um, to us today, whether it's um, in April when we're recording this or maybe they're coming to us a bit further down the line, you've got the Sport Australia resources, which are cover the whole gamut of sport. You've got some fantastic footage from water polo to athletics to and basketball footage as well, obviously, like we spoke about. And then you've got the ability to go to the Basketball Australia coaches website and look at the basketball specific content, which as Cam said, we're all singing from the, the same hymn sheet here around learning in a modular style, how we want the coaching journey to be for, for everyone from the person that is sitting in their car at 10 past four needing to get to a session with their kids through to someone that's maybe looking to be a bit more of a, a career coach. Hopefully there'll, there'll be a resource on, on one of those um, avenues for you. So as you were saying, Cam, we're not just, with all the stuff that, that you and, and everyone else at Sport Australia and us here at Basketball Australia, we're not solely looking at the coaches who are new and have never done an accreditation before. We want to upscale, provide resources and perhaps change some of the dynamics of the way that existing coaches are working. And that could be their product of their environment, which is the same as players. They, they are teaching how they were taught kind of thing and teaching how they were taught to coach back in the day. Can you just um, maybe a couple of the things that, especially when you're looking at uh, how you're delivering a coaching message, what are some of the key things that in the last five years, Sport Australia, Basketball Australia, all the other um, NSOs have really tried to shift the thinking in terms of the delivery model? It's a it's a really good question, Neil, and it's uh and look, it's really interesting. First first and foremost, I'd like to say there is a lot of coaches out there who are coaching the way they are coached, and they're and they're doing the greatest job that they can do with the information they've got, and they're really valuable to us. And and again, um, so so doing some amazing work 
uh, in, um, in, in what they deliver. But sometimes we don't get the right information to then help us move forward. I'll give you two stats, Neil, that I find really damning, but it also sort of makes me think it's, it's no wonder that we're starting to get these drop-offs uh, or that we get these, you know, the big drop-off rates in sport. Now, the very first one that uh, came from, um, that I've got is in the 1980s, the average child uh, is 250 metres quicker, over 1,600 metres than the average child of, uh, in 2010, 2012, I think the, uh, the study was made. So we've got a problem with regards to basic FMS. So if we're coaching the way that we used to coach, there's a lot of implied learning that hasn't happened now. And so it becomes a lot more difficult for coaches who are dealing with people who haven't got the basic FMS. So when they see people that can do things, it's easier to get gravitated to them uh, rather than deal with the ones who haven't got um, the, you know, the basic movement uh, skills and patterning that, that we used to see come through. Now, this isn't an individual's problem. This is a societal problem because we no longer play uh, in the streets. We no longer play in the backyards. We, there's, there's, that, that, there's limited time for people to learn and grow before they get to the sporting club. Because, you know, there's people talk about, you know, the digital, um, uh, the digital era where we've got many more distractions. We've got so many other things that we have to really get back to reassessing what it is that we do when we first see people come in and what they can do, what they can't do, what they need to do. I can't, I can't stress that enough is that to tailor this and understand this, it's not the coach's fault a lot of the time. It's, it's the fact that we've got a problem with regards to basic FMS. If you look at the next stat that I think is again, damning, and it's a wake up call for us, is that in 2019, the World Health Organization did a study on uh, activity rates of teenagers. And Australian teenagers came in at 140th out of 146th, least active in the world today. Now, now that's a big problem. That's a big issue. Because if we've got um, today's teenagers not having a healthy relationship with sport, the likelihood of them entering into sport is, uh, is less likely. And keeping in mind that today's teenagers are tomorrow's parents. And if their relationship isn't great, what does that mean for the next generation? So for me, coaches that have you know, already embedded into, into coaching and, um, and they've worked with basketball or they've worked with um, you know, other coaching um, uh, education and training, this is really about a refresh of getting back to the basics of starting to understand how can you make a positive difference and how can you identify who's in front of you and how can you drive change um, that it's been driven by society. Um, so it's about uh, providing a great quality learning environment for modern participants, for them to have a quality experience to intrinsically motivate them to turn up and play. We want them turning up to play, engage, train, uh, play in their own spare time, learn, develop. We want them doing it on their terms because they love doing it, not because they're being forced to do it. So the role that a, that a coach can play is can massively impact the way that people uh, engage with sport. So I'd say 
in sort of answer is that the old the old coaches, the they're doing a great job. We we love everything they do. We think that um, it's it's really really important. But the new resources coming out will help you uh, arm you with the right information to put you on the path to success to servicing modern societal sporting expectations. Awesome. That is, they are some incredible stats as well, Cam. Definitely some food for thought there for everyone listening. Um, if there was one thing that you could recommend um, a coach that's uh, listening to this or, or even a volunteer that they should um, read up a bit more on or, or listen to a Cam Tradell recommendation, what have you got for us? Well, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things that you could listen to. Um, geez, but I have to spruik the the Sport Australia podcast uh, series that's got a series of uh, high profile uh, people that. Um, and look, the reason I I really enjoyed the the podcast series, Neil, is because. We got some of the greatest Australian sporting talent across a myriad of uh, of experiences, um, and we didn't talk to them about. We didn't talk to Greg Chappell about the time he scored 200 against Pakistan. We didn't talk to Mel Meninga about the the 82 uh, Kangaroo Tour. We didn't speak to Lauren Jackson about uh, her, you know, um, getting the heights at uh, playing for Australia or being in the. In, in the in the top echelon um, playing for Australia or over in the uh, in the US, what we did was we asked them about what was important to them about entering into sport and what hooked them, and what what impact did the coach make? So hearing Claire Ferguson speak about the fact that her school high school coach uh, teacher was one of the most influential people in her life and helped frame up what it looked like, and she treated everyone. Um, the same, whether they were good, bad, or indifferent, aspirational, but she was inspirational. And I think that there's some really good key um, messages that come out of those podcasts that really get us back or reground us to why are we doing what we're doing? And maybe we've shifted away from that. We've made everything about winning. Winning is the process. Um, first, you've got to engage. Then you've got to give people a reason to be in sport. And then we have to start to understand uh, that, yes, some people are motivated to win every week and that's brilliant and that's fantastic. We need to service that. Some want to be the greatest and they want to play for Australia, um, represent Australia, um, be in an Australian team. That's also amazing. We need to support that. Some people just want to play sport because they love the sport. So I'd say, first of all, a, a, a selfish plug there that I think uh, the Sport Australia podcast uh, can help you with that. I listen to a lot of things, Neil, you know uh, that I'm sort of around and about and I read a lot. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a big believer in, um, I don't have one particular favorite, um, but I do like listening to people and individuals uh, that have got, uh, got to a place and that may not be for Australia but I do love listening to people's stories um, because I find that very powerful. Um, so I like to uh, hear anything 
Um, I must admit, I, I get most of my, um, my fix, if you like, um, listening to anything that someone like Ash Barty speaks of, Kathy Freeman speaks of. Uh, I, I love listening to those people and their journeys. I'm not a big believer in the, um, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I haven't got any big podcasts that I, that I jump into, although I jump in and out of a lot of them. Uh, the great books that I've read, um, I've, I've quite enjoyed uh, quite a lot. I, I don't know why, but a lot written um, by Eddie Jones makes a lot of sense to me um, and, and I quite enjoy. But, um, mate, I'm a, I'm a simple beast. I love new experiences and I love new things. Um, so I must admit, I love... Um, uh, talking to the people around me, and and if I can give, if I can share one thing, Neil, the greatest learning that I've got in coaching, the greatest learning, and I've, I've been really blessed, and you know, uh, you've known me for a long time, is the fact that I've got to coach all the way around this amazing country, um, in every state, multiple sports, all through the Southeast Asia Pacific, and and extensively through Japan, etc. Um, and you know, it's a long list, but what I learned was. Coaching's coaching, but the environment is what changes the way you coach. And the more environments that you can expose yourself to, the more people that you can expose yourself to, and um, more experiences in coaching people with different abilities and even people living with disabilities grows you as a coach and as a person better than any book, any podcast will ever do. Getting out and experiencing it, putting yourself into those environments and learning, not just from what you do um, and your reflection off the back of that, but what people tell you when you move into an environment. And I, I still remember the first time I coached in Japan, Neil, I um, sat there for the first five minutes. And again, you know me well, I can spruik 10,000 words in five minutes if I need to. Um, I uh, did my first five minutes and realized after five minutes that no one spoke English. This was a problem because um, my, ver my verbal communication is probably my strength. And I had to learn to adapt very, very quickly. And I'd say that things such as that have taught me so much. So don't underestimate the learning you can do through yourself and through your experiences and the environments that you create and the power of self-reflection and assessment and mentoring, uh, as well as um, um, being adaptable for change. So yeah, Neil, I don't know if it's the answer you're after, but it's the one I've got is that I think there's a lot to do with learning by doing and exposing yourself to as many different uh, environments as possible. And you'll be a great coach out the back end. I think that's uh, that is a perfect answer, Cam. And I think anyone that um, anyone that ever runs into Cam at a seminar or a coaching conference or just wandering the streets of Sydney or Canberra, I would uh, encourage you to, to stop and talk because there is not a man alive that will give you the uh, focus that Cameron Tridell can give you when you're talking uh, sport and sport coaching. And whether you've coached the under a Illawarra basketball team or you're the assistant coach of the Boomers that Cam won't care. He'll just want to hear about 
your journey and, and how you coach and everything like that. So Cam, last question that we ask everyone that comes on the podcast. If you could ask one coach in the world a question, alive, dead, basketball, rugby, soccer, water polo, who would the coach be and what would the question be? Very, very good question. Um, I um, Look, I, I think it would have to be I'll go high performance because um, it's one that's that's bugged me for a long, long, long time, and I've never had the opportunity to ask him. Um, but I would I would really like to ask uh, uh, Johnny Lewis, um, who coached um, Jeff Fennick uh, as well as um, Jeff Harding, one of our greatest coaches ever, also Kostya Zoo. I'd love to ask uh, both. Johnny Lewis and uh, Wayne Bennett about their approach to understanding people first and the impact it has on performance. Because what I see from both of them is they care about people and they get great results very quickly. And there's a secret source there. And, and I'd, I'd love to know what that secret source is to how they get the most out of those people um, in it seems like a very short space of time. How do they develop the trust? How do they develop the bond? How do they develop this um, understanding between each other of what they're willing to do to be successful? Um, and that's in an individual and a team sport. Um, I think that would be um, the first two. The last one, and I'm lucky enough that I do speak to her occasionally, but Sharon Hannon, would be the other one that uh, I haven't asked uh, and I will now that you've prompted me is that I know her journey from she wasn't an athletic person herself and she didn't um, uh, she fell into coaching really and then that ended up coaching Sally Pearson I'd love to ask her what is it what is it that she sees as being the most successful part of her entire coaching career and just see where the focus is, whether it's winning a goal with Sally Pearson or um, was it through the development phase or the developing years? Uh, I know you've only asked me for one, but, um, I, uh, but, I, but I would say that they're the three, and I love local heroes, mate. So I, I must admit, I sort of champion local heroes. There's a lot of people I could talk about in uh, international sport um, I'll keep them. I'll keep those ones to myself because um, I do love our local champions. Awesome! Thank you so much for your time today, Cam, and thank you for all the um, amazing work you and the, the rest of the team at Sport Australia are doing. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the the rest of that rollout goes and and how it all pairs up with the stuff we're doing here at Basketball Australia. So, thank you very much, and um, good luck for the future. Really appreciate you having me, Neil. Thanks very much. And I got my 10,000 words out, which is uh, a, a non-negotiable for me. So thank you very much, mate.